The Parable of the Persistent Widow Then Jesus told his disciples a parable to show them that they should always pray and not give up. He said, In a certain town there was a judge who neither feared God nor cared what people thought. And there was a widow in that town who kept coming to him with the plea, Grant me justice against my adversary. For some time he refused, but finally he said to himself, Even though I don't fear God or care what people think, yet because this widow keeps bothering me, I will see that she gets justice so that she won't eventually come and attack me. And the Lord said, listen to what the unjust judge says. And will not God bring about justice for his chosen ones who cry out to him day and night? Will he keep putting them off? I tell you, he will see that they get justice and quickly. However, when the Son of Man comes, will he find faith on the earth? This is the word of the Lord. Good morning. If you've ever had the joy of meeting my mum, or if you ever do meet my mother, then there is one thing you'll find out about her very early on, and that is that she is a great storyteller. Whoever you are, wherever you've come from, she'll be able to find a story that you can relate to or connect with. It's amazing. And of course, the greatest storyteller ever was Jesus. And this morning we're looking at a story he t is telling us, and I believe it really is a story for our times. Because that's the wonderful thing about stories, isn't it? They're not like just a piece of information. They are full of drama and characters and movement. And for that reason, we can discover more and more things uh, in a story, depending on the context in which we find ourselves. These parables of Jesus, um, I don't know about you, but for me, they can live again and again in new ways. I think that I understand them and then I read it again, maybe weeks, months, years after I first read it, and I see something new, a new realisation, because of the context in which I find myself. So we know why Jesus is telling us this story. He's telling it to us so that we can continue to pray and not give up. These are testing times, difficult times for us. And we as a church are praying, we're pleading with God for many things. We are thinking this week of creation and our need to treat our earth better. Of course, the situation with coronavirus is on our hearts. There are many people we know who are unemployed, who are seeking jobs. Our students are having a difficult time at university. There is so much, isn't there, to pray for. So what Jesus does in this story is he uses a really interesting narrative technique that's something like the way he says, how much more? In um, an earlier story, in Luke 11, Jesus is also talking about prayer. And he says to his disciples, that he's trying to describe to them how generous their Father God is. And so he, he gives this example and he says, if you, you lot, 
who are generally quite selfish or self-seeking, if you know how to give good gifts to your children, then how much more will your Heavenly Father lavish the Holy Spirit on those he loves? And in this story, Jesus paints a, a very dramatic picture of um, a contrast between a wood widow and this unjust judge. By choosing to use the picture of a widow, the character of a widow, he's stressing the fact that she's finding herself in a helpless situation. Widows were those in society who had no rights to speak of. And they felt helpless and alone because they didn't have people to fight for them, a man or a husband to fight their cause. And they probably were also poor, so they didn't have the money or the influence or any sort of power to uh, get their um, needs met. All they could do was simply plead, plead for mercy, plead for justice. So I want to stop for a moment and just be in that place of that widow. Because I think for a lot of us, we have found ourselves in a time of, of pleading to God and not seeing any results. It might be that for years you've been praying for a life partner, someone to share your faith and your life with. Or perhaps you've been praying every month to conceive and it's never happened. Or perhaps you've been praying for a family member, somebody who's struggling, somebody who's sick, and God just isn't coming through for you. Or perhaps it's nothing so specific. Perhaps it's just that, not just, that perhaps you've had something like climate change on your heart for years. I remember hearing Ruth Valerio come and speak to us at Christchurch at the beginning of Lent. And I remember her saying, I have been saying this. She's an environmentalist, a theologian who is fighting for justice in the area of climate change and climate uh, and creation care. And I remember her saying, I have been saying this and, and promoting this and speaking about this for 25 years alongside so many others. And it might just be that you are feeling heavy hearted because it feels like your prayers are not being heard, that God is not answering, that he's not coming through. And I think when we are in that place, it can lead to disappointment. It can lead to disappointment with God. And it's really important that we are honest about that and that we share that. We go to a place or a person where we can lament, where we can cry out to God and we can get angry or we can be sad and we can be real. I know in our series in Psalms, we talked a lot about that. And it is so important, especially in these times, to recognise what it is we have lost, to lament it, to be real about that. Perhaps we as a church are not always good at lamenting. Perhaps we need to try and help each other recognise that lament is part of our worship. And so 
let's remember to draw near to God when we're in a place of sadness or disappointment and not further away. And as we draw near to him this morning, let's listen more to what Jesus wants to say to us in, this, in these times. There's a beautiful irony in this story, isn't there? Because the person we think is going to give up isn't the one who gives up in the end. We think the widow will eventually just give up and go home. She's pleading her cause, but it is the weak against the strong and it's a bit of a lost cause. But that isn't what happens. It's actually the judge who gives up. He says to himself, I cannot carry on listening to this woman. She's going to wear me out or wear me down. And so eventually he relents and gives her what she's been asking for. And what Jesus is doing here is he's showing us what an upside down, inside out story this is with regards to God. He's saying, don't you see how crazy it is to think that God is anything like that judge. God is the opposite of the judge in the story. God doesn't need us to keep on begging to him or pleading to him. God isn't wanting us to wear him down with our praying or to somehow twist his arm in our prayers until he eventually grants us what we're asking. No, God is absolutely not like that judge. Jesus says, will not God bring about justice for his chosen ones? And his chosen ones, as Luke has constantly been trying to show us, are often those who are poor or marginalised or in need. And Jesus says, will he not do so quickly? The judge says that he doesn't care about God or about people. But our judge, our great judge Jesus, does care about people, so much so that he lays his life down. And all that he does is to glorify the Father. Now Jesus has said to us that he's telling us this story because we should always pray and not give up. But doesn't it make us think about what our praying is all about? How often in our praying do we perhaps think that God is a little bit like that judge? Do we need to keep on praying in order to somehow persuade him to do what is right? But just as God isn't like that judge, we also don't need to be like the widow. The widow didn't know the judge that she was pleading to. She didn't trust him. But Jesus says when we pray, we're to say, our Father. Because I think that what God is, what Jesus is saying to us in this story is, our prayers are not just about pleading. Our prayers, our prayer life, is about devotion. When he finishes his um, conversation, as it were, and he says that when the Son of Man comes again, he asks this all-important question, the question in a way on which the whole of human history stands. Will the Son of Man find faith on the earth? And this faith is about 
people who are praying. But people who are praying are people who are devoted in love to God. I remember reading once about an old wise monk and he described his prayer life as starting with him and God. And then eventually over time, his prayer life became a bit more about God and him. And eventually it was all about God. The widow doesn't give up pleading to this unjust, unkind judge. And so Jesus is saying, how much more will you not give up? Because you are praying to the one you know and love, to the most kind, most just God, your Father. And that will encourage us in our faith. It will encourage us to persevere, to never give up, to keep on trusting and believing in our God, our Creator, our Sustainer, our Redeemer. Peter, at the beginning of his first letter, talks about this faith of ours and he describes how through a time of testing it is purified like pure gold and he lifts our eyes, he lifts them to Jesus and reminds us that our faith is in the one who has been raised from the dead and who is now reigning in glory. And he says that we can rejoice, we can greatly rejoice, because even though we don't see him, we love him. And we are filled with a joy that goes beyond words. Amen.